Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Zeal Talk. I'm here, David Wessels, with my co-host, Cecil Culver. Um, back with another episode just to talk about a little bit everything and anything about baseball. Um, today, we're going to talk about a topic a little bit away from the development side, but definitely has some some things that apply to that. Um, but just about how our society, in terms of watching the game of baseball, has changed and how um, not a lot of kids, especially younger kids, are even like watching games anymore and getting the chance to learn about the game and learn how to become a better player. I feel like everything's just become TikTok or Instagram real highlights. And then we just kind of train for the highlights and stuff like that. Um, we're going to kind of open it up about um, how important it is to make sure, like, even as parents, like, we want kids to love the game. We want them to have fun. I'm not saying you have to watch 162, but I know from our experiences growing up, two guys that loved the game of baseball watched almost every game every night how that impacted us as baseball players so I want to hear a little bit about your perspective Cito and um we'll kind of just see where the conversation goes yeah I mean I have just like you I worked with kids in the offseason even lessons and I'll always ask kids like who their favorite player is yeah. you know like I want to I'm trying to see if they watch the game if they know who good players are what are they looking at and a lot of them can't even answer who their favorite player is yeah and you're in here and trying to get better at baseball, but you don't have a third player. Like that to me is weird. Yeah. Right. Like I, I don't team literally like yeah. what's going on. I, I think it's only way you learn is by watching great people do what you want to do. Yeah. Right. That's, I mean, like that's how I learned. Yeah. Same. And it was a big part of my development as a young kid is trying to move like Derek Jeter. Yeah. Trying to move like Robinson Cano, trying to move like Barry Bonds. Yeah. Right. Like, and how would you know how to move like them if you don't watch them play? Yeah. That was my biggest, my biggest thing with these, with the younger generation is it is short attention fans. So TikTok, Instagram, that's what they watch. They don't watch long games. Yeah. And that's something that I sat down in front of the TV for three hours and watched the whole game. Yeah. I was younger. And I feel like, especially when I got to college, I noticed this a lot, but I've noticed it more as I coach and train guys now, but, um, feel like a lot of the intangibles I guess you could say that I had growing up people used to ask me like oh how do you like know how to get good reads base running or know where to go on the bases or like know where to go back and up base and I'm just like I don't even think I necessarily had a coach that taught me that like I just watched the game or like one thing for me like the I, biggest teacher yeah I was a speed guy so like any double I had was probably like a base hit in the gap that the outfielder took a little bit to round and get to it. And I was just like, it was automatic. I'm sliding in second base. And um, I never thought about like learning that. Like you said, like my role model was Derek Jeter. I used to watch Jeter all the time. I've even been watching The Captain recently, which is a documentary. And like, I didn't realize it till now, but like I saw like all the doubles they show in his highlights on that documentary. I'm like, they're all the same thing, hustle doubles. And it's not even like, I was doing that to be like Jeter, but it's like, I saw Jeter do that and I wanted to be like Jeter. So like, I just knew it was the right way to play. Yeah. If I hit the ball in the gap, I'm hustling out of the box. I'm looking to, and if they take a split second off or like take their time getting there, I'm taking second base. Yeah. And that's just like lost in the game. And I, I felt like I had a little bit of a disconnect um, two years ago when I was coaching, just seeing either guys not knowing how to run the bases not knowing like when and where to pick up coaches when they're running the bases, not knowing where to go with the ball. And that's where I think was the first time my eyes opened to like athletes aren't watching baseball anymore. And like, I get it. It's a long game, but like, I think it's the best game to watch because you can kind of 
have it on in the background and still be locked in like in the moments in between pitches can kind of zone out you don't have to be locked in for all three hours but i think that you're missing development opportunities by not watching what other guys are doing like they're the best players in the world watch how they even like take footsteps to a ground ball or their footwork fielding a fly ball like they're not just like lazy and sticking their arm out in the outfield like even for me this is after I was playing. I used to love when Harrison Bader was on the Yankees this year, and I'm watching. I'm like, man, I hope they hit more fly balls in because, like, just his footwork, the way he's able to get behind the ball, mm-hmm. you know, get rid of the ball quick. Like, that's stuff that I'm not even playing. I learn, and I just think that the, that's almost getting thrown out Yeah, um, with our with our with this new generation because it's like, ah, hey, I really made a diving play. Like, yeah, that looks sick. But, like, you don't look at how, like, the diving plays are balls that r- average guys aren't getting to. They're, like, letting drop. And it's like because he's got good footwork, He's getting to those, and you're diving for routine pop-ups because you're not getting, you don't have good footwork. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I even even like we talk about uh, people not having cable as much anymore. Yeah. And not having like ESPN, and even ESPN doesn't really cover yeah. baseball like they used to. Like baseball tonight, me and you said like favorite thing growing up was baseball tonight. Yeah. And I would watch Web Gems and then go in my basement as a kid and try to recreate those plays. Yeah. And people ask me why I've been such a good defender because I've been wanting to be a good defender since I was little. Yeah. And I was practicing these plays, not that I can make all the plays these guys make, but just trying to move how they moved. Yeah. So then when I got older, I could make certain plays that other people couldn't make because my body was used to moving that way yeah. from a, as a kid. Exactly. And that's from watching baseball. Yeah. I think too, just like the, um, just like playing to win, even like competing. I feel like that's another thing where you see more, and I think it's it's been always been there. But like kids that are just like if they're zero for four, they're gonna be train wreck, like super mad, angry, throwing stuff. And it's like they go four for four, they feel great. And you see a lot of guys where it's like, yeah, we we lost by ten, but like I had three hits today. Yeah, and it's like if you watch again, watching the Yankees. For me growing up, like you growing up, seeing them win. And like you could tell every day, like Derek Jeter was trying to win. Everybody. If he went 0 for 4, like he was going to try to make a play in the field and like make a play defensively that could save the game. And that's where I feel like you get away from that because you don't. And I feel like even like defensively, obviously you know way more about that, but like defensively, you see a lot of players that are lazy. They're just out there to field a position. They would rather hit and catch their, get their cool home run swing video. And it's like, the routine stuff that's going to help you become a better player, not just well, well, I think not even just in watching the game, but I, the game has tra- evolved so much from when Derek and those guys were in the game where defense really, really mattered. Yeah. And there, the shift was just being introduced, but then I think it got too crazy. Now guys have index cards telling them where to play, yeah. and there's no, there's no. Uh, anticipation there's no accountability on defense because yeah. oh i have this card it tells me to play in this spot yeah so now i'm just now i'm just i just have to feel the balls that are right at me i don't have to make adjustments i don't have to oh this guy's pulling i gotta slide over oh this guy's late i gotta slide this way yeah like there's none of that anymore it's just you play where the card tells you to play yeah so like defense in general has been down in a sense of it wasn't important pitching at a premium offense at a premium homers matter they put as many bats on the lineup as you can and just tell them where to play. Yeah. It's easier that way. But, like, that's never how – that's not how the game used to be. Yeah. You know, corner guys would mash. Yeah. Middle infield, middle infield, center field, catcher. 
all defensive yeah. defensive guys, you know, yeah. and it's it's different now. And yeah. I think highlight culture is a part of that, where it's like you want to see a home run. Yeah, everybody wants to see a home run. So let's put as many guys in the lineup as you can that hits homers. Yeah, and then defense goes by the wayside, and then now the shift's gone. So I'm interested to see where the game goes from here. Yeah, and I think too, like we even talked about like the different leagues and how they're able to like grow the game too. And it's like, yeah, baseball's obviously like a little bit harder just because it's like a slower pace. And like for today's short attention span generation, it's like they want to see just like guys dribble down and chuck threes or they want to see like the explosive plays on offense and football, whatever it is. Um, and it's like for me, like once you like really love the game, it's like for me, it's the pitch to pitch. Oh, I don't even play anymore. Like obviously I train guys to play baseball, but like I still like him in the mindset of like, ooh, he just that's interesting. Two oh, he went slider away, got him to swing at it. Two one, like does he go back to that pitch again to stay it? Like like that constant chess chess match and like trying to figure out what the guys like that's how I watch the games, and I love like being like, okay, he's going heater up and in here. And he does, and it's like, okay, I, can, I know where this pitcher's going and stuff. And it's like, I'm not even playing, but, like, once you, like, get into watching the game, like, for me, like, I started loving the game even more. It's baseball IQ. Yeah. Right? Like, the more you watch, the better your IQ will be in the sport. Yeah. If you don't watch, your baseball IQ is not going to be as high. If yeah. you watch all the time, you're probably going to be a better thinker yep. in the game because you watched so many, so many games. Exactly. And you know what I mean? Like, that's just what it is. Like, I think baseball IQ is down, especially at the lower, like, yeah. at the younger yeah. levels. And you know what I mean? Like, no one watches. So, like, how could your baseball IQ be good? Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Another thing, too, which is kind of on this topic is, especially at the younger levels, like, guys only wanting to play one position at the younger levels is something I see. Like, I always ask, same thing in lessons. Like, I always hear one is, I don't really have a favorite team. Like, oh, do you have any player you like? I don't really watch baseball. I'm like, especially older kids, I'm like, you tell me you want to play college baseball and you don't watch baseball at all. Like, yeah. maybe whatever. But like, anyway, the other the other side of that is, is like, kids 10, 11 years old, like, yeah, I only I only play shortstop. I'm like, yeah, I just play second base. I'm like, when you're at that age, like, play everywhere. Yeah. I was, I'm left-handed. I played shortstop until seventh grade. Yeah. When I feel like that helped me become a better outfielder because I had to get good jumps because I was closer to the field. And like, yeah, I played a little bit of first base too in the league, but like I moved around. I feel like that just made me anticipate better, read swings better. It's like kids should be playing everywhere. There's a 100%. there's a coach that I work with his team a lot. Shout out to Jeff Broadnax. He um I got a chance um last spring just to go to one of his practices inside and I got to work with his headers, but the first half they were doing defensive stuff. I was just kind of watching and and he had his team just all rotating. They do five or six reps, rotate, go from third to short, short to second, short, second to first. Like he even had catchers mixing in everywhere. And I'm like, those kids, maybe they, as they get older, won't be an infielder. Like they're going to get good jumps in the outfield because they had to react so quickly being there. And then they like, and I feel like there's a lot of kids that are just like, oh, they're not good in the infield. So we'll just stick them in right field. They lose the game. They're picking grass. Like they're not getting good jumps and the older they get they're still behind as a good outfielder it's like play kids everywhere like who cares if you're winning games in the league i mean people do obviously like oh my love a new championship like if i'm a coach like let's play kids everywhere dude i played so many positions growing up yeah center field shortstop second third catcher like i played everywhere and i really seen the benefits when I got to pro ball of playing all those positions because 
I got drafted as a shortstop. So I played shortstop all the time for my first six, seven years of pro ball. Yeah. But I was playing with someone who was new to second base. Yeah. But because I played second base before and I knew where he should be, I helped him yeah. get better at second. And same with third. Like, I know where, like, as a, as a, as a position player, as a shortstop, like, my job isn't only to play short. My job is to move the infield when I feel like it needs to be moved. Captain of the infield. That's what yeah. center field's captain of the outfield. Yeah. Shortstop's captain of the infield. So, like, when I move, I'm moving guys with me. Yeah. People need to, like, and I only, only know this type of stuff is because I played all the positions and I know where people are supposed to be. Now, if you don't play multiple positions and you only play your position, you're only focused on you, how can you be a good teammate? How can you help? Like, you're going to have more responsibility as you get older and this game at your position. You're not just going to be able to focus on your position. You have to know where other people are going to be supposed to be. Yeah. There's been plenty of times where balls in the gap and I'm telling someone to go be the cut. They, you know, they brain fart or whatever. Like, hey, go. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. you, have, you have to be able to direct traffic out. Yeah. So, like, if you don't know where to be, if you're in another position, like, you can't help anybody. Yeah. And it's like the, it's the little details too. And like I said, it's not even for me, like just when I was younger, like when I was younger, all I wanted to do was watch Yankee games. Like my dad, like I literally found, I think it was when I was in fourth grade or something, like my summer plans was like, oh, when I, when I hit summer, my dad lets me play. Um, he lets me, or he lets me stay up late so I can watch the whole Yankee game. I don't have to go to bed in the fourth inning. Like that was my excited for summer plans. And, um, and I think like, even in college, I remember something that clicked for me was even my freshman year of college. I don't even remember who I was watching, like a game. And it was like guy on third base, like one out, fly ball to the outfield. And like, for me, I like, I called out, called off my left and right fielders a lot. And like, I wanted the ball. I trusted myself to make the play, had a lot of range. But I saw like a ball that I definitely, if it was me in the situation center fielder would have called off and caught. But I saw the center fielder back up, let the right fielder take it to throw the guy out at home. And he threw him out at home. And I was like, why would why would he do that? And then I remember the broadcast saying like, the right fielder has the better angle where he has that throw to. It even might have been throwing to third base, like tagging up from second, going to third. Like the right fielder, yeah, the center fielder can get there. It's not an ego thing, like oh, you can't get there. It's like no, the right fielder has a better angle to like make a clean throw, have his direction with the throw going through third base, whatever it was, and probably has a better arm. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I remember seeing that. I'm like, dang, I wonder if like a couple of times I called off the right fielder just because like ego wise, like I I want to I want to call him off. It's my throw, like my ball, whatever. And uh, I wonder how many times. You know, I could change it. I remember, like, in practice, like, talking to my left and right fielder, like, hey, so if it's a fly ball, this if your guy in second is a fly ball, like, and you have that angle, like, call me off. Yeah. And, like, say, like, I got the angle. Yell something, some cue, like, so I know to back off because I said sometimes, like, I take over. And, like I said, it's like a constant learning process. That's not something, maybe it's something that could have been coached. Like, that's not something I just necessarily pick up on my own. Like, I saw the best players doing it. I saw the right fielder call him off and have that throw, throw a guy out at third or home, whatever base it was. And it's like, oh, that clicked. You just learn from people who've done it for a long time. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just common sense. Yeah. Right. Like when I'm in spring training and I'm taking ground balls with Derek Jeter and we're turning double plays and he's talking to a second baseman. Hey, where do you like it? Where do you want it? Where do you want the ball? Do you want it out in front of you? Do you want it on the backside? Like communication is yeah. so important in, in those situations. And like, I never thought about that before getting the pro ball. Like yeah. I just flip it to the second base. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like now I'm in a, I'm in a place where like I tell the third baseman that I'm playing with, 
anything that you can cut off to like ground ball in that six hole, anything you can cut off, take it. Yeah. Yours. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you, you have the better angle, I'm running away from first, you're going towards, you know? So like, take it. And then even balls up the middle, I tell my second baseman, like, balls up the middle, let me go in front, you go behind. Because if I can get it, I have a better angle going to first. Exactly. You know what I mean? And if I miss it, you're there, essentially. But like, what's an easier play? Me catching the ball running to first or you catching the ball running away from yeah. You're back to the, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like communication and no, like only way I learned this stuff is watching. Exactly. And I hear, feel like you hear like, oh, it's tough to 162 games. It's a lot of games to watch. It's like you watch football once a week or three games a week. Watch one. You can learn so much in one baseball game. Friday night, watch baseball. Sunday afternoon, watch baseball. Like, you don't have to sit there and watch, watch all nine innings. No. You don't. Watch first four. Yeah. Take a break. Catch the West Coast games later. You know what I mean? Watch first four of that. Like, I'm not saying that you have to be sit down and glued to your TV. Like, me and you are like, I think we're a rare breed where we can sit there and we can watch a full nine inning game and then watch another full nine inning game. Right? Yeah. So like, I don't. I'm not saying that you have to be that crazy about it, but I think there's a lot to learn from watching the game, especially at a young age, because if you're not trying to replicate what the best players in the world do. Yeah. Like, where do you start? Yeah. Like, how do you even know what a swing looks like? Exactly. That's, that's the only way I learned. Like, I tried to, I used to be in my backyard trying to copy people's stances. The Griff, trying to copy Griffin, trying to copy Barry Bonds, David Ortiz, like, just trying to copy people and try to move like them because they're the best in the world. Yeah. And this was, like, before, like, video coming, like, I'm showing my age now. But like, like before, like video was such a like so prevalent in the game where you could slow motion and see people's swings and understand what they were doing. I was just going off of what it looked like. Yeah. Like I might not have been swinging like him, but like I felt like him. You know what I mean? But like even in that, like it help you. It'll help you find your swing. Yep. You know? Yep. Oh, I got to copy Gary Sheffield, copy Craig Council. You know what I mean? Like just different guys, just if. And then all of a sudden, you start feeling better with your swing. Yep. That's how I look at it. Yeah, and that can kind of transition to, like, the second thing we want to talk about is just, like, just the power of video. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, watching a game, you can learn a lot of stuff about like, the intangibles, you know, positioning, like, footwork, base running, whatever it is. The you right know, way to play. The right way to play. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, the same way you're trying to copy the pros like that, like, hitting is such an easy thing now with video. Like, if you're a hitter and you're not filming your cage swings, I'm not saying working with a hitting coach. Like, if you're on your own, Tripods are like twenty dollars on Amazon. Ask for it for Christmas if you have to. Like, ask your parent. Like, hey, I'm gonna this guy help me get better. And it's so easy to literally like pull up YouTube on whatever and like have your phone and like just see what it looks like. Because like you said, I might think like, oh, I'm I'm feeling like I'm Barry Bonds, and I look and I'm like, whoa, I'm like really shifting forward. Like he turns behind that front leg, front side really well. Like I'm not doing that. And then you can easily be like, well, let me try to feel a swing where I'm turning behind. You don't even need an instructor. No, that instructor might speed up the process a little bit, but then I mean, it saved JD Martinez' career. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's it's well documented. Like he saw a swing of Ryan Bronze. Yeah, and was like, "I'm not doing that." Yeah, I don't look like that. I don't look that way. Yeah, and then he dove down a rabbit hole and he became and he turned his career around in the big leagues. Like, there's not a lot of people that that can do that. No, right. Like, there's not a lot of people like aware enough in as like confidence to like you're in the big leagues already yeah it's super hard 
to be in the big leagues and be like, I'm about to full send, change my swing. Yeah. Really hard because you got there doing what you did. Exactly. And it's hard to be like, okay, I'm going to do something completely out of my comfort zone. But it worked out for him. But like video is what got him to that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, like you said, like the biggest investment I made this off season was getting a tripod. Yep. And just being able to have my cage work on my iPad, being able to watch it, look back at it, making adjustments from session to session. Yep. And I like you can even tell. I I mean, for me, I can tell through even the Instagram clips that we post, like the progression of like how much better I've gotten yeah. more consistent on my barrel, like throughout the process. Yep. And it's like I have video evidence now. And at the end of the day, if you have videos of swings that you feel good about. You can always go back, compare and contrast to what it looks like in the game compared yep. to your work. <clears throat> yep. And you always have something to go back to instead of like trying to do it all by feel. Like feel yeah. is a big part of it. Yeah. Feel is a huge part of it. But like if you don't ever see it, how would you like, how would you know? Like feel is like fleeting, right? Like 140, 162, 100 games. Like, you take so many swings, like you can get into bad habits fast yeah. and not know it. Yeah, and you can you can get into good habits by having success. Yeah, I remember doing like a little weird waggle thing with my hands, and I was really good for a week. I kept doing that, and then I realized like, holy crap, my hands like my elbow is so high, my hands are tipping. I have like a super long swing just because I was feeling a little hand waggle. And it's like, if I had video, now thinking back, if I had video, I would have been like, oh, why is my hands doing that? Stop doing that. Yeah. And like just seeing what your feels look like helps so much. Like you, obviously, if you're listening to this on podcast, you can't see this bond video over there behind the camera. I have a mirror. I have multiple mirrors in here when I train guys, especially groups. Like if you're waiting to get in the cage, even if it's like with a small trainer bat, towel bat, whatever it is, like look at what your swing looks like in front of a mirror. Yeah. Like my teammates from college, you know, where's Dave? He's probably in the bathroom looking at a swing. Yeah. The big mirror on the back of our. Our bathroom door. So like, I wanted to know if what I was feeling that I could have felt like, okay, this feels good. And then I look at video or just myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I'm really splitting my head or I'm really like tipping my bat. Dude, there was a there was a point in time when I was in AAA with the Yankees that I uh we were in Toledo and I got this from Kyle Higashioka. He took a bat that was broken yeah. and there was a they had a bandsaw in Toledo and he cut it, cut the barrel off the bat. So he just had the handle. Yeah. He took this handle wherever he went. Yep. In the in the in the hotel, I did the same thing. Yep. Took a bat that I had, cut the barrel off, so it's just a handle, fits in my book bag. I literally was walking around with a with a bat handle in my bag sticking out like it was like a sword or something. <laughs> and I was just in the in the mirror in the hotel. Just yeah. working on feels, just working on, just always having that. So I didn't have to grab the remote control of the TV yeah. and feel that. Exactly. Like I had something, but like, that's such a huge, like it, to me, like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Why wouldn't it be on your mind? Like, I feel like that helped me develop control too. Like if I'm trying to like really feel like I can be controlled and stable on my back leg and I'm balancing. I could look at it. I could feel like, oh, I'm really balanced. I look in the mirror and my shoulders are really tilted back just to get balance it's like okay that's not gonna help me be successful in the game and like i said i feel like the game is harder than ever but like in terms of like tools to develop and get better i feel
feel like it's easier than ever. It's like for a while, like guys are just going off a of feel. Like this feel good. I'm chopping wood. There's still people going off a of feel. Yeah. And it's like, you get a camera, like high school kid, like literally like, oh, I was just feeling this out in the mirror. Like I was just feeling this out on my own. And I get off the tee and I show them video. And I'm like, this is what it looks like. And they're like, oh, I don't like that. Let's scratch that. I literally last week, kid was like, I was in class thinking about my swing and like, I want to try this a little bit. And I was like, yeah, let's try it. Let's see it. Started doing off the tee. Wasn't even hitting the ball bad. I filmed a couple and he's like, let me look at those. Showed him the video. And he was like, I hate the position I'm getting into a launch. Let's scrap it. I'm like, okay, good. We just saved. Some guys would do that all off season. Like, this is a feel I'm trying to get. And then they get to spring training, their first games, whatever it is. And suck or feel awkward. And they're like, oh, I need to scratch that. We scratched it in five minutes because he's like, I don't like how that looks. My path was a lot. I was in the zone a lot. Last, I was cutting myself off, whatever. Like, okay, let's throw that out, go back to where we were and figure out a different feel. And what you feel and how you look can be like, how do I say this? So, like, feels are weird, right? In the sense of, like, I could feel like I'm really, like, dropping my back shoulder, and then I go look at video, and it's not as drastic as it feels. It never is. Right? Especially at the beginning. Yeah. Right. So, like, if you're just going off feel and you don't like the way this feels, but then you go look at video and it's like what you want. Yeah. Now, you know, okay, it's not as drastic. It just feels that way because I was so the opposite way. Yeah. Right. So that, that, that to me, like video is like, you can constantly check where you're at, like yeah. your progression. And I use it like from a coaching standpoint too, like a lot of kids that will come in, they have to think drastic feels. Yeah. There's something they were coaching to or something natural they do like, a bad habit like i remember literally like having a kid that was so down and across and like ripping across and i was like i want you to feel like you're turning your back shoulder completely down to the ground finish like your bat's gonna finish high above you and hit the mat and he's still like hit a low line drive instead of chopping into the ground i was like that feels so weird and i literally just went you want to see a video of it yeah sure he was chopping a little less yeah. And I'm like, are you thinking like, he's like, I'm thinking straight up. And I'm like, well, look what it looks like. Then they're going to go, okay, now I, c I can feel it even more. Keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And like we said, we also have expiration dates. So like two weeks later, I'm like, okay, we can feel a little more level now. And now he's level. But yeah. again, that's where like. In order to get out of something, yeah. you have to do the opposite. And the opposite might look crazy. Yeah. It might feel even crazier. Yeah. And I feel like for me as a coach, a lot of times they'll be like, hey, I want you to feel like you're chopping wood or feel like you're tilting to the ceiling, like whatever, like, and you get a look like you have three heads. It's like, do a couple swings. I'm going to film them. We're going to look at them. Them just seeing like, oh, okay, that looks a little better and I could do it even more. That helps them get away from, if I was just like, hey, tilt to the ceiling or like chop wood, they're going to be like, ah, that feels weird. And they're going to be like, yeah, this feels weird. I'm not necessarily hitting the ball great. If I don't have video to be like, or even a mirror, be like, hey, look what that looks like. They're going to be like, this guy's an idiot. I don't want to listen to him. Yeah. It's just like a level of trust to be like, oh, okay. I see that that is cleaning that up a little bit. Boom. Like video is so powerful. I don't know why. I mean, I feel like it's getting there. A lot of people use it. But like as a coach, as a player, like it can help you lock in. A lot of the pro guys I have are so like obsessed with video. And like you said, like a lot of times, like I'll just leave my iPad running and clip a session because they want to hear like what we were talking about. You, you do it. Yes. There's other pro guys I have where. One guy, he's like, if I ever feel off, even if it's like before BP, I feel like I'm off or I'm falling into a bad pattern. I automatically like have a folder where it's like I have swings that I'm feeling like, and I could just like record a quick video of BP, 
go back and be like, oop, I'm ripping down across the guy's turn behind a little more. Yes. It's like, oh, that cleaned up right away. Now I'm making that adjustment before a game instead of like a week I'm going through like, yeah, it just feels off. I don't know what it is. Hopefully I need to feel something. It's like you're shortening the – I feel like you're shortening the amount of time you go through that slump. You're going to slump. It is, it, is the, it is the thought process of being like your own hitting coach. Yeah. Your best hitting coach. Yeah. Like I don't want the responsibility to fall on somebody else to get me back to feeling good. Yeah. And I don't want to have to rely on anybody else. So like if I can get video of myself and understand what I'm looking for, understand where I'm trying to get back to yeah. and I can compare and contrast it not that it takes a like it X's out the hitting coach but like if you can make adjustments on your own because at the end of the day the hitting coach is not going to take at bats for you no so whatever he says like it may help it may not but at the end of the day you still have to hit yeah so if you don't know if you're not if you're not confident in what he said if you don't understand what he said but you can go back and you can see video and be like oh like you said, I was I'm ripping across. I need to get turned more behind. Yeah. Like you don't need anyone else to tell you that. No. Video will tell you that. Yeah. And if you develop that ability and look can look at video, can know how to make those adjustments on your own, that only makes the coach's job easier, but also like it will benefit you more. If you're like, Hey, I saw the video, this is what I'm feeling. It's working a little bit better. Like, do you see anything else? I might be like, Yeah, you're losing your back leg too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then that's where that works together again. We go back to collaboration together. But like even today, obviously we're kind of playing it, mapping out your what your process is going to look like in here before you before you go to to mexico but and you just said like i am hoping like each day that goes by like i don't have to have you don't need me to tell you things more and more you can make the adjustments on your own i can kind of just watch and be like okay that's good and then after a round like even today we didn't talk a whole lot we took rounds you made adjustments and when a couple swings fell off we looked at video and you said like yep this is what i was feeling and i was like yeah you can you're right those those first couple swings you were letting it get a little too deep whatever we, we make those adjustments um Cause like, that's, what's going to help you be more consistent. But like I said, that even goes back to the like younger, younger athletes too. Like even when I work with guys, like I'm like, Hey, let me airdrop you these videos. You need to have them. Like here were three good swings. Here were three bad swings. Even just like, look at the two, see what differences you see. And they might say stuff that I'm like, yeah, that does. No, that doesn't. If you can make, if you can make watching video as a player, if you can make watching video a superpower, yes, you have, you'll be that much better. Exactly. Like it, it, it really is that important. I think because it's your career. Yeah, it's your career. Like no one's gonna care about it more than you. No one should care about it more than you. Yeah. So like, if you can make that a part of your routine and a part of your process, you'll, like you said, you'll shorten up those slumps. Yeah. And that's a name of the game, right? Like yep. you're gonna struggle. This game is hard. No one, no one is successful more than they fail in this game. Yeah. So you're gonna fail, but can you make those windows or pot like can you make them? Can you not make them windows? Can you make them like little pockets? Yeah. Of that, like I want to make it uh, pitch to pitch. Yeah. Can you make those adjustments? Yep. And if not, like at bat to at bat, and if not at bat, like game to, like you first, you're probably gonna start off like game to game. Yeah. Right. It's a process, and then like the the best in the world can do it pitch to pitch exactly. that's why they're so good the, the altuves the acunas that these guys they can make adjustments from pitch to pitch yeah oh i felt this on that swing step out they're mad let me get more behind and they can they can do that exactly and that's why you can see them take a shit swing and then hit a homer yep how do they do that they they know they can make adjustments pitch to pitch yep whereas like that's problem solving. they lit exactly they limit they limit those long stretches of slumps i guess yeah and that's where like even 
Like, obviously, like, the end goal is to get guys to hit the ball. But, like, on a lesson-to-lesson basis with me, like, I had a kid yesterday, but that was his second time. First session he came in, barreling everything, crushing everything. Then we started kind of diving a little bit to a swing and kind of were going more in depth. And then we were, you know, going off the machine. I was challenging him a little bit, and he was struggling. And he's someone that, like, really lunged, jumped off his back leg. And he couldn't feel that, especially even the first day when he was hitting well, he couldn't feel like he was really getting out there, really jumping pushing his back leg and yesterday when we were challenging him a little bit on the machine he was missing a lot missing underneath and clipping and and he was obviously getting frustrated which is normal but yes. he said like by the second round he was like i'm starting to feel like when i get way out front or way out my shifting early and i was like you understanding that and having that awareness of what you did wrong is just as important as you backspinning every ball off the machine 100 because now that you have that awareness you're going to be able to make an adjustment 100%. which means it's going to make pitch to pitch you're not going to keep clipping every single swing i'm like why can't i hit this ball right but yeah and that's where it's like it's you again you gotta think about the process results are important obviously we talked about that but like the process too is like especially if you're younger just getting that body awareness is so important that's why i tell guys like it if the results are important yeah then this stuff is even more important yeah exactly like what we're talking about is even like video is more important if results matter we 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 agree that results yeah. matter because that's the only way you keep your job, especially at the pro level. Then understanding your swing and understanding where it goes wrong and how to fix it matters even more yeah. because that essentially is how you get results. Exactly. And that's where I just like, I tell guys, one, I'd rather you struggle in here and learn like, okay, you had two barrels today and three rounds off the machine, but your last two rounds you started to feel in between and like went from swinging and missing to fouling one off because you understood like the adjustment that needed to be made. Right. I promise you when this guy comes in next week because he's coming in next week, he's going to, one, have a lot more control of his body, and two, he's going to start barreling up more and more. And that's like, that's all we're doing the offseason. We're trying to clean everything up so we can be as short, controlled, quick as possible. And then you should also be developing the body awareness to be like, now I know how I need to move, need to think, and I can make those adjustments. So now my two-week-long slump is a game, is two games, whatever. And then that's how you get more consistent. That's the difference between hitting 250 and 300. Exactly. But so it's the higher level. You get rid of the three games in a slump, and it's a you know four game slump versus an eight game slump, three game whatever. Like that's where you're going to be like, oh, I did my batting average didn't drop 15 points, it dropped six. Yeah, like unfortunately, like if you don't have any awareness of what you're doing and how you're doing it, and we talked about blackout swings before, but yeah. like if you don't have any awareness of what you're doing and how you're doing it, how can you ever repeat it? Yeah, and if you can't see video and you don't see what it looks like. What do you like? If you're only based on feel, that's that's a tough way to to do this. Yeah, and it's just like a more difficult way to get yourself out of that rut. Yes, you like need to like stay on top of it. That's why I think you see so many guys. Um, I know like a lot of old heads will be like, "Oh, they got these iPads in the dugout." Like a lot of the time, like you see, at least I see a lot with the Yankees, Judge, Volpe, all these guys. Like after they're at bat, they're like, ah, "I felt off," and they're looking at that swing. Yeah. And then the next at bat, they hit a home run. They're you can tell like they're looking and comparing the two because yeah. I remember like even hearing commentators like what are they looking at they crushed that ball it's like he's probably comparing it to a swing where he struck out the at-bat before yeah and making sure that he knows what he needs to stay on top and also like it's really good to see yourself do good yeah right like yeah. just for it's confidence good. like I want to see every home run I hit yeah I want to see every double I hit yeah immediately like I want like if I had that option yeah that that iPad would be glued to my hand yeah. Because, like, that's the swing you want to repeat. Yeah. So if you keep watching the swings you want to repeat, it's starting to become, like, second nature to you. 
in how you move. Yeah, and you can look at it and be like, okay, that swing was muddy. I was thinking this. Yes. Let's keep thinking. Let's that. keep thinking. And that's how you get on those hot streaks. It's like hundred percent. You eliminate. You eliminate the people don't the know, ruts. People don't have hot streaks on accident. Exactly. Especially nowadays with yeah. pitching being what it is. Like yeah. these these long hot streaks. Like Mookie Betts is August. Yeah. Last one of the craziest months ever. Right. It's like. That wasn't by accident. No, he was so locked in, knew what he had to think, feel, and look at it, and like stayed on top of it. He has a swing guy in the dugout that knows what he needs to like. One hundred percent. So, like, when you see guys, when you see guys have success, like, can you credit some of it to natural ability? Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. There's there's guys that are maybe have naturally better moves than other guys, but yeah. at the end of the day, like having a stretch where it's like a month long, even two weeks long, yeah, is that's a long time in baseball. Two weeks is like 14 games. That's yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you can have a hot streak for that, like that sets yourself up for a good for a good year. Exactly. And know in watching video and being able to go back and look at good swings that you've taken and keep letting you letting yourself see that, yeah, is only gonna help you take better swings in the future, in yeah. my opinion. I agree. Yeah. So let's wrap it up there. But again, just for younger people listening to this, younger athletes, high school, even college, whatever it is, like piece for you is like watch the game of baseball yes watch the game from baseball learn the little nuances of the game like base running footwork little stuff like that situational hitting situational defense like defense like those are the things that are going to help you win a job on a team make a team like baseball IQ. With a job, like just develop that baseball iq but like main thing is like look at what the best players do compare yourself to that yes whether it's defensively base running offensively and then let video be your best friend try to find a uh, someone comparable to you. Yeah. Right. Yep. Someone that's like kind of your size that has a good swing, and then try to get as close as possible. Like, don't try to be that person, but yeah. try to get as close as possible with your moves. Yeah. Try to get to even if it's just like from launch position, like get to the same launch position. Like, and maybe you're, again, we don't even know what some pro guys feel or think, but like find out what you need to feel or think to match up with that. Hundred percent. That's the thing. So. Yep. And a tripod. Get a try the tripod. Twenty dollars. Get one. We need, a, we need a tripod company to sponsor. Yeah, literally, bro. But awesome. Thanks, dude. Again, podcasts come out every single Friday, 8 a.m., YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Um, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe to the channel. Um, follow the show on Apple Podcasts, too, if you do. Um, thank you, guys. Again, um, we'll have social media handles in the, in the description below. Um, we appreciate you guys listening along. Um, we're going to have a lot more episodes like this. Um, so keep uh, following along consistently, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.